Welcome to this KPMG Impact Podcast, providing fresh insights and perspectives on ESG and how you can deliver long-term value to all your stakeholders. Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining today. We recently released a podcast focused on reporting readiness and what that means as you prepare for regulations around ESG reporting. If you haven't already listened to The Journey and the Value, please be sure to do so. Today, I've brought back Liz Ming to build off what we discussed in that episode by talking about considerations and remediations you may need to think about now as you go through the process. So with that, I'll turn it over to Liz and let her jump right in. Liz, based on the work you've been doing with clients, what are the three most common considerations or risks that you're seeing? Thanks, Maura. I thought first I might quickly review the purpose of reporting readiness. Reporting readiness is the process a company might go through to get ready for ESG reporting and ultimately assurance should they desire or need that. So based on the work I've seen and been involved in, I thought maybe I would do just that, highlight three risks that I've seen. First, and in no particular order, but these are common themes that we see when we do this work with our clients. So first, just a lack of system integration. Oftentimes, data that's used for ESG reporting is pulled from different systems than what might be used for other forms of reporting done by the company. For example, employee data might be pulled from an HR system, whereas payroll data for financial reporting purposes might be pulled from the accounting system. The underlying data, the number of employees, should be the same in both systems, but in many cases, it's not. And there's no process in place to reconcile the systems to ensure consistency of reported information throughout the organization. Second, I might highlight just missing processes that would ensure completeness of emission data, for example. So a facility that was perhaps closed for a temporary period of time is now operating, and those related emissions have not been captured in the current period because there's no process in place to detect when offline facilities have been brought back online. And then another point I'd highlight is just the lack of clearly defined definitions. So as you can imagine, this results in the measurement of data not occurring as intended, which in turn can lead to inaccurate disclosures about the data being presented. It can also prevent an organization from consistently measuring the metric throughout the organization, thus creating an inability to aggregate information or aggregate consistent information for the purpose of consolidated reporting. An example of this might be in the methodology used to estimate square footage of a retail store in the absence of such information. Or perhaps the definition of the term management for the purpose of human capital reporting is oftentimes defined by each business unit slightly differently in an organization that uses different titles to describe the hierarchy within their business units. Thanks for sharing those pitfalls and landmines, Liz. Those are really helpful. So now that we know what you might find, how can companies be thinking about them and remediate them if they come across these challenges? Sure. So from the perspective of systems, I would focus on understanding the integration of existing systems used for reporting and where those systems aren't integrated, the existence of reconciliation processes to ensure the data outputs are consistent. From a policies and definitions perspective, you know, often these are loosely defined but not fully documented in a manner that enables objectivity and consistency in application. So I encourage companies to review their policy for specificity and objectivity. From a documentation perspective, I think companies need to understand the evidence that exists to support inputs used in the measurement process. Often this is not maintained. And further, higher level review controls over the accuracy of information and reasonableness of estimates, for example, are not documented as performed. 
From a disclosure perspective, I encourage organizations to understand the completeness of their disclosures relative to what is required by defined frameworks such as GRI or SASB. Also, evaluate whether transparency exists in the way definitions, significant assumptions, and methodologies for estimates are presented. Finally, from a compliance and regulatory perspective, I would understand the availability of data for purpose of compliance and where methodologies need to be developed in the absence of available data. Again, review your definitions for not only objectivity, but also consistency with this regulation. Understand the timeline you have to prepare for compliance. And finally, consider assurance. Whether it's required or not, assurance is an independent evidence-based review of the rigor and transparency of your reporting. Thanks, Liz, for those great recommendations and insights. And thank you for listening. Be sure to stay tuned for more podcasts on ESG. And please reach out to us to learn more about how KPMG can help you on your ESG journey. Thank you for listening to this KPMG Impact Podcast. For more information on ESG and other reporting resources, please visit audit.kpmg.us slash esg.html. We thank you for joining today.